So you decided you want to buy a gun, but how do you choose which one? You don't have time to test every handgun, rifle, and shotgun out there. NorCal Gun Vault can help you out. Yeah, the folks that work there are passionate about firearms. They hunt, they shoot. You can tell it's not just a job for them, and it shows in their ability to find the perfect firearm for you. NorCal Gun Vault is fully stocked with hundreds of handguns, rifles, shotguns, not to mention tons of ammo, dozens of accessories. Yeah, whether shooting is just a hobby, you're a hunter, or you're thinking about owning your first gun, NorCal Gun Vault has exactly what you're looking for. By the way, if cash is tight right now, but you really want to get a gun, NorCal Gun Vault will work with you to create a layaway program individually tailored to what makes sense for your budget. NorCal Gun Vault opens seven days a week, locally owned and operated. Check them out at NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. It really matters when you're dealing with experts. Go to NorCalGunVault.com. NorCalGunVault.com. Are we ready to start? One, two, three. I'm a proud Democrat, but first and foremost, I'm a proud Republican and Democrat and mostly American. Can you believe in miracles? Yes, you can. On a shucky-ducky kind of day. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. I'm f***ing up and ready and running. So the audience are a bunch of hoes. Yeah. Real classy. Why don't we just go to the story? Talk radio has made people lack confidence in a lot of our existing institutions. The best place to get real information is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> they don't want to get a nasty tweet from Donald Trump. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Here. Why are you here today? I don't watch the news. The birthplace of talk radio. Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners. And here's their response. Armstrong and Getty are advancing the cause of the Klan. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from Studio C. Say, senior. We're in a dimly lit room. We're deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today we're on a tutelage of our general manager, Steve Bannon. Oh, man. Yeah, no. I don't care about that crap. Yeah, no. Yeah, so everybody's talking about it. I don't think everybody is talking about it. I think everybody's it. talking about it. I think the Washington, D.C., New York media talks about this crap, and I don't think anybody else even knows, barely knows the names of these people. All right. Okay, here you go. NFL preseason football. Yeah, so there you go. You only had two choices. <laughs> That's from my upcoming <laughs> podcast, How to Argue Unfairly. <laughs> That'd be a popular podcast, actually. How to Argue Unfairly. <laughs> Maybe I'll get to work on that, because this crap is wearing me out. <laughs> so I, I, the other day, the TV, uh, there was a football game on, and I thought, wow, am I so unplugged from sports, I didn't even know the NFL season was going on now? But it's preseason football. Right. Okay. But they charge full price and everything for the tickets and all, right? They're pretty expensive. But are they full price? I don't know. That's why it... Uh, I would never freaking go to one, so I don't, <laughs> it's hard I don't to know. Ima- it's hard to imagine who does that, but uh, th- I think that's what keeps it going, right? 
Um, what are we going to do today? We're going to spend some time uh, looking at the world, and we'll study it. Study the world. Ooh, 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 study the world. Wow. <laughs> okay, I'm not sure what that like. was. Uh, study the world. <laughs> Marshall brought the enthusiasm today. You must have bought some new lottery tickets. Indeed. <laughs> Hope springs eternal. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons. He flips a toggle here and there. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm okay. Uh, yesterday, um, maybe people just don't understand traffic laws, or maybe people are just jerks, but um, when somebody's crossing a crosswalk and they have the green light, you don't keep driving through the inter- you know you don't keep driving through the uh, crosswalk there. Yesterday, I was on the corner near the radio station here, and a sweet old lady it looks like she's trying to cross the street. She's got the green light on the crosswalk. Some guy turns and he he stops and he blares his horn at her and starts shaking his fist at her wow. to get the hell out of out of his way. Wow! And this, you know she's on a green light and it's just like, and it was amazing the number of cars that kept driving through. And I was just, I, I don't know, do people not understand how crosswalks work anymore? We're falling or? apart as a society. Well, the you, moral code has crumbled. You actually get to walk across the crosswalk anytime you want. People have to stop by law. But as my dad would say, dead right, you're right, but you might be dead right uh, if you cross when you don't have the light. But yeah, you can't hit people in crosswalks. You can't hit people anywhere, really. <laughs> no, I was just amazed. Let's all agree on that. So I pulled right up and stopped. And I said, okay, it's a green light. She's going to walk across. You know, I'm patiently waiting. And meanwhile, I look, and all these other cars in the next lane are just driving right through, and including, like I said, the one guy. Well, how are they driving through? Like a red light or what? Yeah, I mean, they're just going full speed right through there. I through, think, uh, I'm confused. I'm not through, seeing the layout through here. Through a green, you know, the green crosswalk, the big hand that says you can go, yeah. you know. Yeah, they just keep on going through. They're turning right. They just keep oh, on going. Oh, they're turning right. I see. Okay. Here's here's my growth as a human being, though. When people are shaking their fists and doing that sort of stuff, I used to uh, get mad at them or uh, or whatever. Right. But now I just think, man, that must be awful to be you. Hmm. It must really suck. Right now, you are so mad over something that is so unimportant and has no effect on your life. So you're fine with people almost hitting old ladies. That's from podcast number three of my <laughs> upcoming series. How to argue unfairly. <laughs> I can't wait for those. <laughs> it's going to be so good. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, I'm here working the virtual reality desk today, as there is a very interesting new VR program available. Uh, you can visit an aircraft carrier during a major combat training in in uh, in virtual reality. The USS Eisenhower, you get an exclusive 360-degree f- footage with VR interact- cool. interactivity for an unprecedented experience aboard a U.S. military aircraft. Just a, a dip in the pool of VR that we're going to have in the future, where you're going to be able to do freaking anything you can imagine, and it'll be just like real life. It's going to be so awesome. I was super excited when we had those fellows bring that system by, what was that, a year ago? Or at least a year ago, wasn't it? Yeah, it was probably somewhere around that time. It was last summer. Come on, step it up, fellas. I was thinking they'd be great in every home by now. I'm excited about this. Yeah. yeah. Can you wander out uh, like into the flight path and accidentally get taken out by an F-18 or something? <laughs> well, you can get the uh, the real experience of uh, your commanding officer yelling you uh, yelling things at you like, we're moving out of training and into combat. No time for smoking and joking here. Wow. So, yeah, you get good stuff I'm like that. Military talk. <laughs> no time for smoking and joking. Yes. Chicken joking. <laughs> we are getting ourselves ready for the war that we are headed into. This sounds awesome. Yeah, so my kids, like, you read about an aircraft carrier, heck no. You'll put on your VR headgear and you'll walk around inside one and see it all. You read about the moon, you'll walk around on the moon and see what it looks like. Fantastic. That's going to be awesome. Uh, there is Vincent, our senior executive producer. How are you, Vincent? I went to the dentist on Friday and uh, I had 
I'm in the middle of this long process. I'm getting an implant, whatever. But uh, so I had this dude who I never had before. And they're usually very good. All, all those, as a lover, you mean? Or like as a... The dental assistant. I see. Episode okay. four the of dentist... How to Argue Unfairly. <laughs> <laughs> because the dentist... Dentists these days, they come in and they get right out. Like you barely... They, they, they operate on your mouth and they barely have time to say hi. But the dental assistant, chat, 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 chat. Okay. So I had the guy and uh, he's like, oh, the post op isn't so bad. Just make sure you brush up there. Okay, whatever. And I go home, and three hours later, I'm bleeding, bleeding profusely from my mouth. Oh, oh, no. So I call up the dentist's office, and the receptionist is like, oh, that's normal. Oh, okay. Thank you, receptionist. But the, but the guy didn't say oh, anything. I have such a... Because oh, I, I had a problem years ago. I actually oh, left the dentist over this. And it turned out, I found out talking about it on the air, getting emails, texts, and running into people in real life. There is a thing about receptionists for medical places. Dentists and uh, and doctors who somehow decide that they have medical knowledge. Right. They, they have, <laughs> They've been hanging around yeah. long enough. Yeah. They've picked up most of it. And, and that's yeah. a common problem that I guess dentists and doctors have is receptionists who jumped. We've had phone screeners that decide to argue with the callers. <laughs> sure. Um, it's the same sort of thing. You're just you just answer the phone. You have no expertise in this area whatsoever. But they jump into it. You realize you're talking about Vincent, right? <laughs> but, no, I was thinking of someone else who uh, used to really get into it with people. I see. But uh, yeah, that's a thing, Vincent. But I was getting better advice and care than the, the <laughs> dental assistant. So uh, three hours of bleeding profusely from my mouth. I get the guy on the. De- oh, he's like, oh yeah, just put some paper towels in your mouth. Okay. Well, you, why didn't you tell me that? Where was, was a, that? Uh, right. Yeah, where was that when I needed it, to know it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just do this. Well, <laughs> you were just cutting on my mouth. Give me a little sheet or something to take home. Basically ruined my... My 98-pound my Asian uh, oral surgeon, she, I'm totally equipped with the if this, then that instructions. You need a better oral surgeon. Basically ruined my Friday night with my bow, and then, uh, and then the, the worst part was that I had, like, pieces of my gum. Just fell oh. out. Oh. It looked Ew. like it looked like pieces of chicken, of chicken liver. Come on now. And again, again, if you tell me ahead of time and warn me and say, "Oh yeah, pieces of your gum are gonna pop out," I'll be fine. I'll I'll roll with it. But you didn't give me any warning. It's just maddening. shocking, shocking stuff, troubling, oh. Oh, and disgusting, and disgusting. It's a sick enough. Yeah, well. Somebody texted, Jack, you're wrong. A pedestrian cannot legally walk into traffic. Well, I think you'd get a ticket. It's called jaywalking. But traffic does not have to stop. You're out of your mind. You can't run over You can run over a pedestrian, and you won't be charged with a variety of felonies. (laughs) My my legal expert friend. See how people... Excellent point. (laughs) See how uh, crazy people are now? Probably a receptionist at a lawyer's office. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) No joke. Uh, there is uh, Marshall Phillips who does our news and gambles. How are you, Marshall? Well, I got to tell you, I did go to my favorite mini mart after work. Bought my uh, Powerball tickets, forty bucks worth. You always like to know how much I've uh, thrown into the pot, so Grandpa, forty bucks please, worth. Please, the Powerball. And do you have a uh, theory on that? Why is forty bucks uh, always the number, or is it based oh, on the amount? Al- no, nah, it's not always the number. I divvy it up. Last time I had twenty and twenty on Powerball and Mega Millions, and then sometimes it's just twenty. That's this right. time, though, I'm feeling very lucky. And it's have a, a system. It's a business expense, don't you know? Sure. Do you have like a, a number picking system, or do you just do the quick pick? Just do the quick pick. Okay. Just go on in and bang, bang, bang. But I got to tell you, I may actually have to start going somewhere else because after we've been talking about this, I really do notice the other people there. Uh oh. Clutchins, scratchers, energy drinks, packs of smokes. I walk out. 
There's a, a woman and a guy. She's in a crop top, top and Daisy Dukes. Guys so far, there, so good. Well, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, the guy's sitting there with long hair and tats are sitting on the curb, passing back and forth. What is this, 1950? <laughs> what, That's what the convenience store. Yeah, the convenience no. store. She has shorts on, <laughs> short pants, and his hair was long. Why, I never. <laughs> what would General Eisenhower have said? I'm telling you, the convenience store is the saddest place on earth. <laughs> it really is. No, it's the, the anti-Disneyland. Yeah, it is. <laughs> These folks were past their prime. Let me put it that way. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Throwing on the garb of the younger set. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you want sad? Go to the circle cab. Just sit in, the, sit in your car and watch sad. Oh, Feel better about yourself. Oh. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Tuesday, August 15th, the year 2017. We are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. You know, there's a line from a Joe Walsh song. I can't remember what it is exactly, but it has something to do with, uh, if you want to know how uh, low you've sunk, take a look at the company you keep. Marshall, is that one of those moments for you? That was kind of one of those moments, indeed. Mm. All right, let, let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. Let's elevate the conversation at Mark. Is he going to be gone in a week? That's up to the president. But what do you me, think? What me, do you think? What does the mooch think? Well, if it was if it was up to me, he would be gone. Okay. But it's not up to me. See, there you go. There's the mooch on Stephen Colbert, which uh. it had been announced with great fanfare wasn't going to happen, then did happen. But, um, uh... Uh, uh, some of America, I guess, now watches all this stuff like it's The Bachelorette, I guess. It's who gets voted off the island and that sort of stuff. Well, I see you've uh, decided to ignore the elephant in the room, and that was Colbert's anti-Italian racism. What did he say? He demeaned Mr. Scaramucci mm. on multiple occasions. Mm. I will uh, relate that to you in a moment. Well, speaking of demeaning... <laughs> What are other headlines, Marshall? Well, a fallout from Virginia violence continuing on a number of fronts. We've got North Korea's Kim Jong-un standing down on the threat to Guam and a swift victory in court. Coming up, 635 Armstrong and Getty. So you telling me this whole North Korea thing has gone back to status quo and then we're going to do this whole thing again here in about three, four months? Uh, the dance, the pirating continues. Indeed. I will withhold my, my further comments, but yes, essentially. The story of the day to me is it turns out they're getting their rockets from Russia. Putin is supplying North Korea with these missiles. Looks like. If only we'd listen to Mitt Romney. Wow. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's fine. It's good. It's jazzy. Spirited. Cool. Yeah, if you haven't heard that Russia-Ukraine rocket factory North Korea connection, that's a problem, man. That is a problem. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Got some interesting poll numbers. From USA Today poll, people's attitudes. What percentage of the uh, people in their focus group who were Trump voters regret voting for Trump? Stay tuned for that number. Is it? I'm sorry, is it a poll or like a focus group? Uh, it's a focus group. It's a oh. poll of a focus group. Oh, my. I don't even know what that is. I don't know either. Mailbag. A little book uh, recommendation here. <clears throat> Moby Dick. Shaq 
from Kathmandu, semi-frequent correspondent, literally lives in Kathmandu. Uh, talking about the blue collar panel, finally picking up on that. Got it. Must have grabbed it on the podcast there from uh, beautiful uh, Nepal. Uh, but she recommends a book. Uh, what is the title? Oh, Shop Class as Soulcraft. Uh, um, uh, you guys have been uh, focusing on the practical reasons that blue collar jobs can be good, but uh, the author discusses the philosophical reason reasons to work with your hands. Mm. I thought that sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah so anyway, we'll uh, post a link to that book for at ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com if you're curious about that sort of thing. We're designed to do that. It has therapeutic benefits. I believe that. And then uh, on a similar note, Amy and Justin in beautiful Philadelphia, <clears throat> where I will be in a few days, um, write uh, greetings. Jack, we've waited all summer to hear you recommend a novel. Last summer, you recommended The Knicks by Nathan Hill. Uh, great story about the New York basketball team. I think that was the last novel I read. <laughs> My husband and I read it. One of the best books we read all year. The year before, you recommended The Dying Grass by William Volman. Wow. Long care manual. I have not made through that whole thing, but it's really good. One of the best books I've read in my life. Mm-hmm. Can we please keep the Jack Armstrong Summer Book Club tradition going? What are you reading right now? That book is great. It's it's a, it's a bit of a challenge, I think I remember you saying. Yeah. It's, not it's easy. art. It's not easy. Yeah. If you if you don't like art in your books, don't pick it up. Right. Okay. Yeah. It's like nine million pages. Oh boy, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so on the topic of, hmm, uh, interesting. On the topic of what aboutism, uh, Michael writes. You know what? I'm not sure I want to get into this. Let's let's save it for a little later. All right. A more extensive and and probably brief revisiting of the Charlottesville Oof. ugliness. Oof. Got to do it. Oh, yeah. Got to do it. It still reverberates. It does. <laughs> Guys, the morons at the school district preventing kids from looking at the solar eclipse are now at the helm of SMUD, the electric utility in the Sacramento, California area. Recent statement outlined its plans for dealing with the eclipse on August 21st. Utility is readying itself with extra energy sources to meet the effects of the eclipse that will have on solar energy users. What? Sunlight will be diminished for about 90 minutes? News bulletin to the utility. The sun goes away every day for 12 hours. What have solar users done on cloudy days during storms at night? Help us, O oh utility lords. Make that nasty moon go away and give us the sun back. Yeah, I've heard- I, I, I doubt they invented that completely out of their imaginations at the utility. I'd imagine there's some knowledge out there of what happens during eclipses. A couple of minutes of semi-darkness for most of the country is going to have an effect? I just find that hard to believe. Oh, so you know better than utilities. Again, a highlight from my new podcast, How to Argue Unfairly. Here's what I've decided as an adult who's been around this planet for a while. You might as well feel like you know better than everybody, because you often do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When you get down to it, it turns out, what were you thinking when you made the decision? I don't really remember. It was in an email or something, and we just just started that, or... uh, Somebody said it. We didn't check to see if it was true. Boy, we've had uh, had experiences, uh, some perhaps even recently, were uh, unannounced, incredibly important priority. You check back, like, you know, a year and a half later, and, or even a few months later, and say, 
You know, I, I haven't been uh, getting that report on that incredibly high priority. What's going on with that? Oh, nobody cares about that anymore. <laughs> it's right. just gone, and nobody announces that it's gone or what was wrong with the previous priority or and I doubt what the our, new one is. I doubt our business is unique to that. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that is correct. Let's see. On the topic of tiki torches, just thought you might want to know I use tiki torches to lessen the danger and improve the experience when I'm straightening my own teeth in my backyard. That That is Bill, that is a really obscure reference to a, a topic on the show years ago where the American Dental Association, they were running uh, PSAs, public service announcements, on the radio, uh, cautioning you not to attempt to straighten your own teeth. <laughs> and, and we heard these and we, we asked on the air, what in the name of God are they talking about? Who's doing this? Well, it turns out a lot of people are doing it. You go on YouTube and there are various how to straighten your own teeth uh, videos Leave available. those people be. I certainly, I, cer- I certainly don't want any taxpayer money going to PSAs to try to straighten them out <laughs> while they straighten out their teeth. Well, and if it works, it works. Um, uh, the, the Tiki Torch thing, their big apology, <clears throat> or their big, uh, we at Tiki Torch would like to let you know that we do not approve of the white supremacists using our Tiki Torches. Tiki Torches are merely to bring together people in their backyards <laughs> for fun. That's right. So was For faux Polynesian hijinks. Was that strange... <clears throat> modern, cringing, being scared, or was that clever publicity? I would guess the latter. You think so? I think there may have been a teeny part of the former, but... I mean, well, that's crazy. <laughs> the, the, the folks at I'm I'm bad at this because I'm not uh, like a big kitchen guy. But the guy at ver the guys at various nice knife companies, I don't find it necessary for them to disavow every stabbing. You know, it's a torch. <laughs> it's a torchlight parade. They use torches. Yeah, we get it. I don't. You know, the, 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 I don't expect, uh, you know, Louisville Slugger to say uh, several of the combatants were wielding Louisville Slugger baseball bats to whack each other over the head. We in no way condone blah, blah, blah. Louisville Slugger is exclusively for the great American game of baseball. Yeah, we know. Or Nike putters like on Scandal the other night when Portia de Rossi got her head caved in with a putter. Oh. <laughs> wow. Did anybody watch the Scandal? Holy crap. Wow. Oh, my God. She gained any weight. Now, she looks exactly the same as she always did. Exactly the same as she did on Alec Mobile 25 years ago. And then Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, okay. Well, she got her head stove in with a putter. I'm sorry to hear that. It's the wrong club. Hell! Sorry, that's uh, not funny. Not on any level. They were making it clear to the president-elect that they're in charge. And the president-elect was saying, you get out of my office. And then this chick hits Portia de Rossi in the head with a putter and beats her and kills her. Who's Portia de Rossi in this scenario? She's actually one of the bad people, but the bad people showed that they would kill one of their own. That's how serious they are. So you better listen to us. What? Yeah. It's, it's quite the convoluted up. I'm line. not watching it. Abusive <laughs> golf equipment, for one thing. Ah, we better take a break. I have some. Oh, crank it. Crank it. That's right. What weird, did you say now? I missed weird, that. Weird, ironic German rock. Are there any more? Hear that? Can anybody hear better me? I can't hear it either. Are there any more? Are there any more lyrics to that? Oh yeah, he rambles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he rambles on about various philosophical musings for for quite some time. Coming up, actual scientific evidence for why Marshall is playing the lottery properly. Surprise. And Jack's mockery should stop immediately. No, I will continue to walk. Uh, get ready for a comeuppance. No, I'll continue to walk. 
Uh, yeah, so we got, I'll, get you, I'll hit you with that poll number, or the uh, focus group number on uh, polling Trump supporters. It's pretty interesting. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Old friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show, Jim Roop, coming up in a little bit to talk about uh, California versus the Trump administration over this whole sanctuary city funding thing. That is so clearly going to end up at the Supreme Court. I don't know why they just don't take it up now. The test case being watched in virtually every progressive center in America. Well, not to mention everywhere else in America. So let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is at Trump Towers. He returned to New York last night where he got a rather uh, lively, uh, rude welcome from protesters upset about the violence in Virginia and his response to it. No Trump! No KKK! No fascist USA! No Trump! After taking a lot of heat from Democrats and some Republicans for not denouncing hate groups by name after the violence, President Trump did so yesterday. Racism is evil, and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. Trump going on to say we're a nation founded on the truth that all of us are created equal. Well, after making that announcement, the president got into it once again with CNN's Jim Acosta. Mr. President, can you explain why you did not condemn those patriots by name over the weekend? They've been condemned. They have been condemned. And, and why are we not having a press conference today? You said on Friday we'd have a press conference. We had a press conference. We just had a press conference. Can we ask you some more questions, then, sir? It doesn't bother me at all, but, you know, I like real news. It's not fake news. It's just fake news. Thank you, everybody. What did you say? President, haven't you spread a lot of fake news yourself, sir? I missed that. What did Trump say to him? He said, you're fake news. I don't like fake news. I like real news. Then Acosta followed it up with, you've been spreading a lot of fake news yourself, haven't you, sir? Oh, boy. Back and forth. Anyway, not long after those remarks, Trump uh, Trump did follow up. We have Vincent Nicholas, official President Trump tweet reader. Made additional remarks on Charlottesville and realized once again that hashtag fake news media will never be satisfied. Truly bad people! And then there were three. Intel's CEO, the third member of the president's manufacturing council, steps down amid the fallout from the president's reaction to the recent violence in Virginia. Brian Kersanich said he resigned from the panel to call attention to the serious harm our divided political climate is causing to critical issues. I'm not sure that's the effect that's going to have, but go ahead. Yeah, he joins Kevin Plank of uh, the athletic wear manufacturer Under Armour and Merck Pharmaceuticals CEO Kenneth Frazier, who resigned yesterday. Once again, we have official President Trump tweet reader Vincent Nicholas. Now that Ken Frazier of Merck Pharma has resigned from President's Manufacturing Council... He will have more time to lower rip-off drug prices. That's a pretty good shot. And, the, and It's the trolling, probably beneath the office. Oh, yeah. I would say. But it's yeah. a good shot. The trolling by the Donald fo- followed, and one more tweet after that. He yeah. said, Merck Pharma is a leader in higher and higher drug prices while at the same time taking jobs out of the U.S. Bring jobs back and lower prices. Wow. Yes. You yes, know, indeed. some people have made the point that if you cross Trump and you're not David Duke, he jumps on you right away on the Twitter. By name. By name. <laughs> multiple times. <laughs> right. Whether you're the leader of Merck, who nobody's ever heard of, or Rosie O'Donnell, or whoever. But when David Duke says something like that, you just kind of lay low. 
Well, and and listen, I find it at least rhetorically persuasive. Because um, trying to analyze Donald Trump is really, it's above my pay grade as the saying goes. But he did make a big deal of Barack Obama not pointing out radical Islam as the specific source of, you know, the political violence. Regular point was, how can you beat an evil if you won't even name it? Right. So, yeah, I get, you know, I, I think the whole thing is overblown, the whole reaction, non-reaction thing. Right. Um, whipping it up for ratings. But... I'll grant you that's a pretty good point. North Korea looks to be a little less eager to fire missiles at the U.S. island and territory of Guam. The country's media reports that dictator Kim Jong-un will watch a little more of U.S. behavior before deciding whether to act on the plans his generals have prepared. Plans that would, quote, ring the windpipes of the Yankees, end of quote. Ring the windpipes? Leave our windpipes alone, you big bully. So did China finally get him on the phone and say, look... You got to knock it off. Well, yeah, primarily because chaos, General Mattis, who famously said, nobody keeps me up at night. I keep other people up at night. Yeah. He said to a, he said to him, you commit any act of war and it's on. It's 100% on. An old fathead looked at General Mattis and thought, oh, we want deal. Stood down. I'm surprised that needed to be said. Plus, now they get to buy about three, four more months of relative right. calm as they yeah. develop their nuclear war. Right, right. They right. they get to it's it's a similar situation Iran was in, uh, or a lot of people who stand up to us. Your the status quo is good for you, bad for us. Correct. You get to keep working on better uh, missiles and nukes while we continue to not uh, solve the problem. Same pattern we've seen out of Korea for decades now, North Korea. Just a little different uh, particulars. And Putin might be supplying the rockets. More on that later. Wow. Meanwhile, a couple of Guam radio stations frightened a ton of people by accidentally broadcasting a nuclear missile warning just days after the North threatened to attack the island. Whoops. A civil defense message was broadcast just after midnight, both stations blaming human error for the mistake. Sending it out and setting off mini panic throughout the island. You said you have uh, people who told you Guam's not very nice. I've seen a bunch of pictures. It looks really nice. It does look pretty nice to me. The people who I'm quoting are military fellers who have had to spend time there as as military guys. Maybe the base is a dump? Well, and there's not a lot they they can do Mm. there. I have a feeling that's it. Right. One last quick note, Taylor Swift, victorious in her legal battle against the DJ who she accused of groping her. It's a miscarriage of justice. Didn't take the jury long to decide this, did it? (laughs) No, the jury found that he assaulted and battered the pop star during their photo op in 2013. They awarded her the symbolic $1.00. She sought in damages. I have twenty read- after the hour, and I've been rebuffed. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read anything about it, but I gotta believe uh, T Swizzle hired a pretty good lawyer, so that probably didn't hurt anything. Well, and he had no case. No, no. and she has no ass. <laughs> wow, wow! Apparently, she does because he grabbed onto it. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I can feel your femur. That's what he was thinking. <laughs> so Jim Roop uh, is reporting on this whole. You've been saying for a long time this is this is destined for the Supreme Court. Absolutely. Can you have a quote unquote sanctuary city or sanctuary state and state openly? You will ignore federal law. Where will this end? Can the well, federal it'll end in the Supreme Court? Can the federal government cut off your funds if you're not playing ball? That's what we're going to talk about coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
Florida Middle School in trouble for offering a VIP pass for the lunch line. If you pay $100, you can be first in line to eat lunch. <laughs> wow. So stay tuned for that controversy. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, you've blown my mind. Oh, that's a good one. There's so much to love and hate in that headline. <laughs> Fantastic. Please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Jim Roop, Westwood One correspondent, longtime friend of the show. Hello, Jim. How are you? I'm very well. Good morning. Uh, why don't you uh, set the table for us here? The big lawsuit, California and uh, San Francisco suing the Trump administration. What's up? Right. San Francisco went first on Friday, filed a suit against uh, the Department of Justice, saying that the conditions uh, that would basically block federal law enforcement grants from being paid to the city that the city is owed um, is unconstitutional. And then the state of California... Attorney General Javier Becerra said, well, there's a lot of smaller cities and jurisdictions that can't afford to mount such lawsuits. Uh, so All they- over sanctuary cities, refusing to help federal law enforcement with immigration right. issues, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, because any as as uh, Jeff Sessions, the Attorney General, said that uh, any city who violates uh, the law, um, the immigration law, or de- declares themselves uh, sanctuary cities, the they're jeopardizing funds uh, that could help their local law enforcement. And uh, the lawsuits claim that that's really unconstitutional. So that's kind of where we are at this point. But there's a couple of misleading things here. Um, first of all, Javier Becerra yesterday was saying how um, the, what the federal government wants to do is redirect local resources to become federal agents, and that's not true. The only thing that local law enforcement would like to see, in, in primarily the sheriff's departments, is to allow federal agents inside the jails. Let them work inside the jail so that they can detain under a very safe environment, no guns, no knives, are already in jail. Once they're in jail, ready to be released, let the federal immigration agents come in and detain it and then work to deport. Otherwise, these guys are going to be released onto the streets. So that will also put ICE agents onto the streets, which means so-called law-abiding uh, illegal immigrants would then be vulnerable or more vulnerable to deportation because ICE would be making larger sweeps. So there's not really a redirection. They're not making local law enforcement uh, federal agents. They're just allowing federal agents to work inside the jails. And also another thing that's misleading is that alerting ICE to 48 hours before an undocumented criminal is being released is not making local law enforcement federal agents. And I think that's one of the things that is kind of misleading in the statements that were made yesterday by both Dennis Herrera, the city attorney for San Francisco, and Javier Becerra, the state attorney general. Jim Roof Westwood One is on the line. Do you have any reporting of whether the people, the, the people who are in favor of sanctuary cities or sanctuary states think they're going to win in the courts? Or are they just doing this because it, uh, it's virtue signaling? Well, they believe they, they can win this, uh, or they believe that the sanctuary state thing can pass, first of all, in the state because of the Democrat uh, right. Democratic majority in both houses. Uh, and, yeah, they believe that they believe the unconstitutionality uh, argument against what the Trump administration is requiring or threatening, if you will, 
uh, against states or cities that consider themselves or declare themselves sanctuary cities. So they believe in the unconstitutionality of that, and they believe that they can win this in court. Plus, you know, the rhetoric that is is out there from the state attorney general and city attorney in San Francisco and and the folks in Santa Clara and everybody else in in Chicago. That's another city that's suing the federal government over this or the, the Department of Justice. You know, people are believing what they're saying. And I don't don't know that that can actually happen. I don't know that uh, that fight will be successful. Well, it'll it'll wind back and forth from courtroom to courtroom for a very long time. Jim Roop, Westwood One correspondent. Thanks, Jim. You bet. Yeah, there's a tremendous amount of overheated rhetoric. I mean, San Francisco attorney Dennis Herrera uh, said, and I quote, the president is bent on trying to vilify immigrants and punish cities that prioritize real effective public safety over splitting up hardworking families. Another way to state that, Dennis, is federal law says you're supposed to cooperate, you ought to cooperate or get the law changed. Now, listen, I've been pro-legalization of various uh, recreational drugs for a long time. I think the war on drugs has been ineffective, overexpensive, it demonizes personal behavior, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And while states have elected to, uh, I mean, Colorado, for instance, has elected to ignore federal law on marijuana. It would not shock me. I would not weep bitter tears if the federal government said, well, you don't get some of your drug enforcement money then. That just makes sense to me. That's a law in the midst of changing. California, Chicago, other uh, bastions of progressivism are making the bet that uh, the the laws are changing in favor of ignoring immigration law. So they're going to stick their necks out. It's headed for the Supreme Court. How about school districts strapped for money? If a uh, if a student's parents give a hundred dollars to the school, they get to get in line first at the uh, school lunch. Why I love this idea. For instance, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.